you will find that there will be an effort to make this a political issue, but housing is a human right that should never be politicized. We're coming up on the first of the month and you know what that means. Rent is due. And while Governor Pritzker has extended the state's eviction moratorium to next week, we are approaching arguably the biggest housing crisis in a decade. It's Monday, March 29th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. On the show today, I sit down with the former Illinois Lieutenant Governor Evelyn Sanguinetti, who wants to expand who is protected under fair housing regulations in Illinois. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. Today, opening statements begin in the Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis. Uh, Chauvin is the former police officer charged with murder after he knelt on the neck of George Floyd for nearly nine minutes last spring. Obviously, the entire country will be watching what happens, including the many Chicago activists who hit the streets demanding accountability and justice over the last year. As of today, about 85% of Chicago adults are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine as we officially enter phase 1C. Now, that means restaurant workers, media, and folks 16 and older with underlying conditions. Now, to be clear, demand is far outpacing supply if you've been paying attention. So if you're having a tough time booking an appointment, you're not alone and stay patient. Some good news. A Chicago Tribune could have a new owner who actually likes newspapers. Ah, who would have thought? Billionaire Hans-Jörg V said he felt inspired to buy Chicago's 173-year-old paper after reading a plea from two of its former journalists to save it from Alden Global Capital. That's your quick news for Monday, March 29th. Evelyn Sanguinetti is the former Republican lieutenant governor, and she now runs the Hope Fair Housing Center. The organization is pushing a bill that would protect renters who have so-called unstable sources of income, a term that some argue is uh, maliciously applied. Some landlords consider Section 8 housing vouchers unstable. The city of Chicago and Cook County already have these protections, but it's not consistent across the state. And with hundreds of thousands out of work in Illinois, more and more people are struggling to pay rent. Again, Lieutenant Governor, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. Can you help make it clear for me, what are the types of sources of legal income that landlords are denying? And who are the communities or what are the communities that are most impacted by those choices? Let's say, for instance, a veteran receives a subsidy from the VA. Sometimes landlords turn away these veterans, okay? They deem that source of income as being uncertain. You may be a mother that receives child support, alimony, as another legal source of income. Well, it's perfectly legal in most places in Illinois to turn away these mothers because sometimes landlords believe that that legal source of income is uncertain. Mm. And it will prohibit landlords from refusing to accept COVID-19 rental assistance programs. 
even though the governor has put a bunch of money to help individuals from becoming homeless. Landlords could still say that that source of income is too uncertain. Even more so, this bill makes it illegal for landlords to discriminate against a person because their industry is viewed as unstable. That is mm. our service workers. So yeah, again- Hospitality. Correct. Even healthcare workers. Correct. You will find that there will be an effort to make this a political issue, but housing is a human right that should never be politicized. This rolled out last week in Springfield before the housing committee. During question and answer, the question became section eight, section eight, section eight, over and over again. Which is a part of the voucher program that allows for people to obtain housing through subsidized or federal or state funding. Well, it's called housing choice vouchers. But I right. thought it was really interesting because nobody talked about the fact veterans get discriminated against by landlords because they get a subsidy from the VA and they're turned away daily. This happens. But, mm -hmm. you know, during um, question and answer in Springfield, I thought it was very interesting um, that they kept talking about Section 8. Who is they? Who kept who kept bringing it up? So they happen to be the realtors lobby the landlord's lobby, one of the state representatives that was asking questions. But I just thought it was really, really, really interesting because discrimination based on source of income can be a pretext for other forms of illegal discrimination. And I think we all know what we're talking about. Yes, ma'am. You said we know what people are really saying when they mention Section 8. What do you mean by that? So after we were before the committee hearing, okay, one of our witnesses was a victim and he was telling his story and he was a voucher holder. Nabi Yisrael, he um, is an African-American man in a wheelchair telling his story and about the fact that he constantly gets turned away mm -hmm. and he has a housing choice voucher. Um, and then all of a sudden, the questions became Section 8. He was insulted by that because people talk Section 8 and use it as a dog whistle to let others know that people of color will be moving in next to you. So that is what I meant. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dog whistle. It's a part of coded language, which we we understand is how Jim Crow segregation is allowed to evolve over time is that we reframe and change how we talk about these often uh, discriminant discriminatory practices. Uh, one thing I want to talk about in this conversation is landlords who in many cases need and want their money. My landlord reached out to me and told me that his his mortgage is past due and he wants to make sure that I'm going to be able to, to pay on time. You know, for many landlords, it's a business for them. Um, does this bill offer protections for landlords? Well, see, that's the thing, because and this is why we look forward to sitting down with the realtor lobby and we look forward to sitting down um, with um, the landlords. 
uh, because they could still vet their tenants. They could still evict a tenant that does not pay. They could still um, require that um, the tenant make uh, three times their salary. Um, they could still run a background check. Um, they could still do what they normally do. But, but let's consider a legal source of income as income. Even some landlords are seeing the light, okay? Because if it's a government subsidy, that's secure money in your pocket. That's Evelyn Sanguinetti, the executive director of Hope Fair Housing Organization and the former lieutenant governor of Illinois. I appreciate you taking time to break down this important bill for us at CityCast Chicago. Thank you for having me. We reached out to the Illinois Realtors Association for comment on the bill and didn't hear back. Now, earlier we mentioned more vaccine eligibility starting today. And the CityCast newsletter every day has vax facts that help you set up appointments, spot pop-ups, overall stay informed. So sign up at citycast.fm slash Chicago. And thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, you heard me right. Tomorrow. Peace.